Okay, podcast community, welcome back. This is Three Questions Podcast. My name is Cam King, and this is episode number 36. I, Before we get started, I would really like to thank Howie from Ad Sciences. He's the sponsor of this podcast up until episode 50. Howie runs a company where he promotes software, products, anything you want, any sort of business, all throughout Instagram and Facebook. I've never met anybody that actually does it better than he does. And I cannot recommend him enough. So if you want to talk to Howie, my guy, he's back in Boston. You can visit ads. That is A-D-S sciences.com. Go check him out. His email is Howie, H-O-W-I-E at A-P-P-A-N-I-T-E.com. That is Howie at appnite.com. Anyways, if you have more questions, I'll include that in the link uh, down below of this podcast. But I want to hop right into it because I don't have a whole lot of time here. And it's been a while. It's been a week since I've recorded a podcast. So this one's for you. And these are three really good questions submitted anonymously. These questions came in on May 13th. So I have some catching up to do, but I'm going to submit the questions here. So let's start with question number one. I'll get to all the stuff that I'm doing after at the end of these, but you're here for the podcast. So let's just do that. All right. Question number one, what's a piece of advice you regret listening to? Uh, this is so easy for me because whenever you're a kid and your parents and your teachers and everyone around you, right, they tell you that you can do anything and be anybody. That's not what I have a problem with. Okay. But the advice that your parents give you, maybe when you start to become a young teenager, right. And you're, you're questioning what you like to do, whether it's sports or art or music or video games, and your parents just tell you to follow your passion. Okay, this isn't a knock against my mother or my father. They never really told me this, but I I saw this advice a lot and I know it was given to a lot of my friends and other people. I've even heard it. And whenever somebody tells you that, hey, just follow your passion, I think that's I I I didn't know that there was a better way to go about it, right? Or a better way to say it when I first heard this. And I'm even struggling for the words to think about it now, but just following your passion isn't enough. Okay. It's, it's not enough. And a lot of people fall into this trick or this trap and they do it and they get burnt out and then their work becomes the thing that they used to love. And now they don't love that thing anymore. And I've experienced that a couple of times in my life. I'm not saying that this is how it is for everybody, but I can speak from experience to just, Hey, follow your passion is a terrible, terrible way to go about living your life. I think that you should become very proficient in something that other people need, right? Because how you get paid is equal, is fully equivalent to the amount of service that you can provide that person or that group or that place or that organization. And that's really where where your compensation goes. So I think training yourself in something that you know other people need and using that as, as work is fine. And maybe it doesn't check all of the boxes of everything that you love to do in your own time. But I really think that following your passion should be kept as a, a separate entity, right? Uh, for example, I'll share this real quick, right? I started skydiving when I was 18. I got licensed, I think when I was 19 or 20. And I continued to jump for several years before I started working in the sport, right? At first I worked in the office and then I worked packing parachutes, tandem parachutes, sport parachutes, right? And then I became an AFF instructor. Then I became a videographer. And for me, all of a sudden, I was working in the sport that was a hobby that I used to love, right? And I used to prioritize. 
And when I started doing that over and over and over again for work, I started to have less fun. And granted, that's that's just what it is. But when I started doing, uh, let's say, CrossFit, right? I did CrossFit for a long time. And then I had the opportunity to go and become a CrossFit certified co- uh, coach. I decided not to do it because I was like, hey, man, I love this so much. And I don't want to go ruin this by working in this thing now. And I feel like a lot of people get caught up in that. And if you have similar sentiments or a similar experience with something, I would love to hear your feedback. You can email me or reach out. Um, but following your passion, man, I just think that's absolutely trash advice. I think you really need to find what you're passionate about. I think that's super important in terms of like filling your cup up, but your profession, right? Your main priority needs to be something of value that, you know, other people need, and you have to find a way to become proficient in that. It's okay. If it doesn't tug at all of the heartstrings, and I'm not telling you to be unhappy in your job, but I'm saying that be careful of making your passion, your priority of work. Okay. I feel like I'm going to beat a dead horse if I talk about that any more. So I'm going to stop my watch and reset it for question number two. Question number two, again, submitted anonymously. And I've talked about this in a few other podcasts, but question number two says, is masculinity really under attack or is that just paranoia? Uh, I will affirm your concern, whoever submitted this question. I do think that masculinity is under attack for whatever reason. And I, I'll, I'll say this. I think that masculinity has never been attacked. And I think that people are attacking it just because it's never really been torn down in the way that it's being torn down now. And I feel like if you've ever heard of the crab bucket theory, right? Where if you get a bucket of ocean crabs and you all put them in this big bucket, what happens is they'll crawl all over each other and maybe one will reach the top with one of its legs and it will, it will pull itself up because it's trying to get out, right? Crabs naturally want to get out of that. And what happens there is, the other crabs will get jealous and they will pull it down because they don't want that one to escape because they're not that one escaping. Okay. Masculinity has been dominant for how many thousands of years, right? White Anglo-Saxon Protestant males ruled the world for a long, long time. And now we are at this very interesting segue where uh, diversity and inclusion are amazing things. And, you know, Everyone in the LBGTQIA plus community is now getting rights and we witnessed the civil rights movement. And I think a lot of these groups that maybe haven't had prominence are are clamoring for more rights, more attention, more respect. And I think they deserve it. However, I think the way that they're going about it is is um, expedited. I think instead of it being a more natural process, I think much of Hollywood and television is forcing this stuff down our throats, whether it's through TV programming or social media programming. And you can put your tinfoil hat on, right? But I I think that Hollywood has been very complicit in this. And I think that uh, even seeing things like the president hang pride flags um, above the U.S. flag on uh, throughout Pride Month was a little bit concerning to me, okay? I, I can't really speak on whether that's right or wrong, but it was very concerning to me how much this was sort of being um, flashed, I guess. And it was it, it's, it's really like a blitzkrieg of all of this. And instead of it being a natural process of acceptance and integration, you know, companies are now being told to have diversity and hiring inclusions that's no longer hiring the best person, but now they have to meet a certain criteria if they want to continue to have these tax breaks all 
a byproduct of all of these things. And again, it's not wrong. It's just how the world is right now. And I feel like it's okay to talk about this. I'm not even really upset about this, but I think a byproduct of all of those things that I just mentioned is the fact that masculinity is being torn down much like that crab bucket theory. And so now if you are a a strong-minded, fitness-minded, you know, even religious white male, you're being targeted, right? Or or you're being torn down or you're being attacked. Or, and I don't really think that masculinity needs to concern itself with what other people are saying or doing. I think men just need to continue supporting men and understand that, hey, diversity and inclusion is, is part of our ecosystem now, right? But it doesn't mean that you stop doing what you're doing, right? If you want to be a masculine man, you need to take care of others. You need to protect and provide for others, the people that you care about. You need to learn how to curb your attention. You need to become disciplined so you can take care of the people at work and the people at home and the people that you care about, okay? Being a masculine man does not mean tearing down or putting down others at all. It means lifting others up and empowering them. And I don't know where some of these... um, minority groups or or groups rising to prominence right now are really are really understanding what they're doing because they're shooting themselves in the foot by attacking people who have just i don't know been at the top or people who have just existed right the world continues to move on from species to species because of straight white men right and i understand that everyone not even just straight white men excuse me i mean people of of all colors but men who are heterosexual, right? That's how the world sort of continues to move on. And not saying that that's something that's above these other groups. I think everyone deserves to love freely and practice religion freely and has freedom of speech. But a lot of these groups are getting into censorship and trying to censor other people by claiming that they're offended by different things. And this is all very concerning to me. So I'm at five minutes. And the last thing I'll say about this is, you know, I I think that more discussions need to happen with less guards up. And I wish more people from these groups would would stop being so offended so that we could have more of these civil discussions. And I think it all starts at the top, starts with the government. It starts with organizations. And I think I think in time, everything will will settle back out. We had a long time with Donald Trump being very far right. And now we're we're swinging very hard left, and I'm looking forward to the point where we can find equilibrium and get back to peace as a nation. So that's my two cents on that. 30 seconds over. Uh, oh, wow. Third question. What do you make of Donald Trump's popularity? Okay. Question number three. What do you make of Donald Trump's popularity? So the thing with DT, Donald Trump, um, I think Donald Trump was speaking what a lot of people were feeling emotionally. And I think he charged a lot of people because everything he said was, was very riot act, right? It was very upfront. It was very emotional. It was off the cuff and he knew how to get people going. He knew what people were upset about. And he, in my opinion, he went off the rails because I think the, the last month before the election, when he was campaigning against Joe Biden, he said some really, really horrible things that I was just like, man, I, I, this guy doesn't deserve to be there in the White House anymore. Um, and I think that he did a lot of good things. I think he inherited a, a pretty good economy um, from Barack Obama. But I think that Donald Trump was the answer to uh, how far left Barack Obama was. And now here we are swinging back left with Joe Biden. and. 
I think Donald Trump's four years will will be sort of undone by Joe Biden's four years. I don't know if Joe Biden will run for re-election, but I think that Donald Trump's popularity was a lot of people were really upset. They felt very unheard. And I think he capitalized on that at the perfect time. I think eight years of um, Barack Obama, people were just really sick of a lot of the the sort of liberal foundations that, that he was he was setting. And I'm politically neutral, so and I'm minored in political science, so I love talking about this stuff. And I don't mean to make you charge if you're getting emotionally upset about this, but Donald Trump was using emotion to get votes. He was using the wrong kinds of emotion, I would say, anger, hatred, bias, uh, bigotry. He was using a lot of these really, really emotionally undercharged things. And I wish he was more of a diplomat. Like if he was more of a statesman, I would have seen him more as a president. Maybe I even would have participated in voting in that election because I voted for neither. Okay. And I personally think that, you know, he, he had his chance. He was not able to censor himself. He was not able to be a leader on the world stage in the way that I think presidents from, from history have been. And I, I would love to vote for somebody in the future who can appear to be more of a statesman, a better speaker, and maybe hold themselves more accountable than just attacking celebrities on Twitter. Like, sure, that was entertaining. And maybe Donald Trump is more of an entertainer than he was ever a president. But I think that he generally did a good job for the economy and he kept the world at bay, mostly because of a lot of his uh, randomness. Like you never knew what he was going to do or he was going to say. So I feel like what's happening now with Ukraine and Russia, I don't think much of that would have happened at all if Donald Trump um, had continued to be in office. I don't think tensions with China would be where they are if Donald Trump was still in office. And I, this is going to make me sound more Republican than I am, but I think the world respected us or still kind of admired us a little bit more when he was president after maybe the second or third year because it was it was clear he was he was doing good things he was getting results um now that being said would i want him to run for re-election i don't know i don't know if he's going to be popular enough it seems like whoever runs these days still only has half the country behind them right regardless of voter turnout or not or these potentially rigged election i i don't know i don't know how it's going to go but I do know that the nation needs a lot of mending from the inside, and I would like somebody who can artfully navigate that, perhaps someone with a little bit more of an isolationist um, agenda so that we can take care of things at home before we start trying to take care of things outside of this country and giving as much money to other countries as we have been. I, I just, you know, I am a really peaceful person. I want peace. And I want everybody to, to get along, but I'm also a realist and know that that's not always going to be the case. So whatever sort of if donald trump runs again if joe biden runs again i just i want less divisiveness and i want to find a way of, of figuring out how we can be a stronger country and be better together all together so i'm out of time for that question uh that's all i got that is the end of episode 36 here and i'll say this um big shout out to howie again ad sciences AdSciences.com if you want to go visit them or appanite.com A-P-P-A-N-I-T-E.com. If you're running a business, want to get your products out there, use him. He's the best in the land, I promise you. I also just launched Artemea. Okay. Artemea has its own website, which is pretty badass. Bunch of canvas stuff, also digital files, and I'm making NFTs. Don't ask me how I got into that, but 
some new entrepreneurship stuff. If you want personal coaching sessions, right, where I talk about business and personal stuff with a lot of clients, uh, you can purchase those on ckcollective.co. The website for Artimea is A-R-T-I-M-A-I-A-H.com. Artimea.com is also an Etsy shop. If you have questions about that, or if you just want to support this podcast and have badass, cool wall art, go on there, support it. That would be much appreciated. And again, please continue submitting questions. You can submit questions via DM. You can also submit questions on um, threequestionspodcast at gmail.com. Much appreciated. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.